Okay. Hey guys, so this is Tricky Rich and Holly Benali with Unfiltered. What's up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to our very first podcast. Very first. Very first. It's official. First of many. Yeah, very many. So, no backing out, babe. You're, <laughs> you're committed. There's Bryson. Say hi, Bryson. No. All right, then. That's, That's Bryson. Yeah. He's joining us. It's not his birthday. Happy birthday, Bryce. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah. Everyone go to our birthday party. Everybody's invited to Bryson's birthday party. Um, right after we talk about this case about Vanessa Wofford. That's good. So, do you remember? I absolutely remember. It was crazy. She was the same age as Jennifer, I believe. Or maybe, maybe a little bit younger, but they... Rhonda and Jennifer both knew who she was. Really? Yes. So did they go to school with her? Do you remember them so. talking about it? I remember everybody talking about it. I was 11 years old and I remember everybody talking about it. 1989. Yes. So she was actually found um, in Maxie's shoe store located in Village Plaza Shopping Center. And that's Shelbyville, Kentucky, which is very close to where we both grew up. On June 25th, 1989. And this is still considered a cold case. Even though there was a suspect. There was someone who was charged in her murder. But it was it was a mistrial. So who, who was it that, that was the suspect? So the man who was charged... Um, is William Ray Stark. He is from Louisville, Kentucky. Now, something with this case is there was a witness. The witness of the case said that they saw a suspicious white male leaving around the time that they believed Vanessa was murdered. Um, And Mr. William Ray Stark of Louisville is a black male. So this brought a little bit of tension in Shelbyville saying, you have a witness who saw a suspicious white man. Why are you charging? Right. So why did they, Mr. Stark. why did they pursue Mr. Stark? Because of his recent past? Mr. Stark actually was on a kind of robbery and assault spree, I guess you could say. Someone had stole from him. So he thought, okay, I'm going to go back and I'm going to get my money out and, you know, get my money back from other people. So what he decided to do was go and rob all these other locations. So he gets robbed and then he turns into a robber. Yeah, because he wants, he wants revenge is what he says. He says he wants revenge because somebody stole from him. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So... Don't go rob a bunch of places if someone steals from you. Yeah, if you get robbed, go tell the police. The don't, police? Don't go rob yeah. other people. Yeah, don't rob other people. You're not robbing them. It's... <laughs> I don't think he was giving back to anybody but himself. <laughs> no, well, you're... whatever. You get what I'm I know what you mean. You're so <laughs> clever, babe. So, the first place that he robbed was a Hardee's near L. The next day was a video rental store on Bardstown Road. And three months later, 
he was dragged by the police from hiding under from he was hiding under his car in downtown Louisville. He had an unloaded gun tucked in his waist waistband of his pants, and um, he was actually charged with 19 first-degree robberies and two assaults occurring over a three-month period. That's crazy. So this fits the bill just perfect for him. Yes. But in those other ones, he never killed anybody. He just hit him over the head with a with a stick or something. He did not kill anyone else. However, there is um, a woman named Melinda Evington. She was robbed and brutally assaulted by William Stark, and hers was on July twelfth, nineteen eighty nine. That was a little over two weeks after Vanessa Wofford had been murdered. Melinda has images where I found online that she was, where she was hit over the head. She had so many stitches, like her, you can see where her head is shaved, where her hand, where he walked into the store and said that he needed his coat. She actually worked at a dry cleaners. This was Spalding's dry cleaners in downtown Louisville. And it was 3.30 in the afternoon. So, I believe Vanessa Wofford, hers was more towards closing time. Right, more in the evening, I believe. Because mm-hmm. I'd always heard that she, that it was an inside job. That somebody was coming to rob it. She wasn't supposed to be there. And it was a robbery gone wrong. Really? That's what I heard. But that never panned out, I guess, as anything. Correct. That was never anything. So... in the afternoon, Stark entered the store at Spalding Dry Cleaners in downtown Louisville, and he asked what time they closed and if there was a manager on duty, and she responded, I'm by myself, you know, there's... mistake. Well... (laughs) Sorry, I mean, you you don't say that. I, I get it, but this is 1989. Females, females pay attention. 1989. Okay, I get it, 1989. Always this. say someone's with you. Yes. That's yes. what I was trying to say. Thanks, babe. You're so smart. Um, you're just being precautious of everybody. Exactly. I love it. So, he um, basically asked if there was anybody there, and she said, no, you know, I'm by myself. He said, this is a robbery. Give me all the money you have. He had a weapon in a paper bag over Melinda Eddington's hat, head, and Stark told her to get on the ground. So, whether there was really a gun in there, we really don't know. But according to the trauma that she had received, I'm going to say that he had he had a gun. He, he pistol whipped her or had a brick in there and hit her with a brick. Yes. The next thing she knew was he was stepping on her and started hitting her over the head with the weapon. Melinda Evington had no doubt that he was letting up. With each hit, it was getting harder and harder. Melinda Evington thought that she was about to die. When a woman came through the door, causing Stark to run. Somebody came into that dry cleaners the same time that all this was going on. And this person, if this person had come in, who's to say that Melinda Eddington would have... I know, she would have been the next victim for sure. Absolutely. That's crazy. So, we're going to put up an Instagram page, and I have some of these pictures where 
it shows her head has been shaved and where she had so many severe trauma that, I mean, I couldn't imagine being her and having to feel this way. But she actually goes back to every time he's up for parole, she's there. To make sure he doesn't get out. Yes. Absolutely. Every time. When she went to the hospital, she was hospitalized for severe trauma. She had a deep cut to her left hand, and her right hand was broken in five places. Unbelievable. She spent eight months in rehab and eventually went back to school. I can't even imagine, like, going back to school after that. Because she was she was a teenager as she well. She was a teenager when that happened? Yeah. I, I, that's just traumatizing. So, when Stark was convicted, he was originally sentenced to 537 years, but was eligible for parole after serving 12. How does that make any logical sense whatsoever? I don't understand. 537 years, I'm like, oh, hey, we'll let you try for parole in 12 years. Yeah, you beat up 19 people, robbed 19 places, and we're pretty sure that you killed Vanessa Wofford. Vanessa Wofford. Yeah. Unbelievable. And the reason they couldn't prove it is because it was thrown out. He didn't get a right to a speedy trial. It was three years after he was convicted. You gotta love lawyers. So ridiculous. He actually, if he had been convicted of the murder, he would be sentenced to death. So he would have received the death sentence if he was convicted of the murder for Vanessa. I'm not 100% for the death sentence simply because I don't believe in killing of any kind. But we should at least be able to electrocute him a little bit or something. Like every so many years, like give him shock yeah. treatment, like zzz. Yeah, just put a good, <laughs> you know. Some voltage stirring a little bit, make his eyes light up, his hair smoke a little bit, and then send him back on his way. That is so fun. <laughs> Can we do that? Like, you should suggest that to prisons. <laughs> like, I mean, seriously. I don't even know what to say right now. That's hilarious. But for real, <laughs> like, give people, like, kind yeah. of a. Some, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Prison's too pushy you, right you, now, I think. You done goofed, and we're going to shock the shit out of you. Yeah, you're done. That's it. Now go back to your cell and just hang out. Um, so, Mr. Stark actually maintained that he was in it innocent and that the police had the wrong man. Go figure. Who said that? This was Stark, William Ray Stark Jr. Junior. 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 I'm going to make sure it's the junior. And we don't, we, don't, we don't have a picture of him, right? We don't know what he oh, looks I like. Oh, I do have a picture. I want to see what he looks like. I will, I will post the picture of what he looks like. Yeah. And the picture that I have is actually now, or the most recent picture from his jail sentence. And I believe I have one from his younger days as well. Hmm. I'll, I'll give you that. Here. Look at that smirk on his face. I know. The last name should be Smirk instead of Stark. So, a lot of the robberies that he had completed, is that what you do with a robbery? You complete a robbery? Um, yeah. Does that make sense? Okay. No. There's another word for it, but I can't remember right now. I can't either. The cops use it. Yeah. Well, a lot of the robberies, um, 
that he committed were in Louisville area. But the police said that Mr. Stark's girlfriend actually lived behind Maxie's shoe store. Lynn Acres. In Shelbyville. I don't know if that's where she lived. Is that your assumption? That's my assumption. It, it is my assumption, but I'm probably correct. <laughs> <laughs> I have no comment on that. Um, so... If this dude had a girlfriend, she, she probably wasn't the greatest of people, considering... Babe, but maybe she didn't know. Oh, she knew. Maybe he was her sugar daddy, and he needed to give her some money. She knew. Oh, you can't make, you can't tell me no different. I don't know. I think maybe maybe she had some kids, and he was like, "Baby, let me hook you up." Seven. Seven kids. Seven kids. Six dads. <laughs> that was my next question. <laughs> oh my gosh. I don't think Mr. Stark had any kids. <laughs> Not that we know of. That should have been mentioned. He had like, kids. Was his one of the seven? At least. At least one. I feel like that should be mentioned somewhere in this information. Yeah. Like, if he has kids, I feel like we should know so we can, like... Help him? Guide him in the right direction? I don't know. Something. But with the case being all bungled and the witness ended up not testifying, led to the charges being dropped against Vanessa Wofford. Why didn't he testify? I'm going to say... Somebody threatening? Or was he worried about his own safety that if he did testify, there would be some public blowback? I think where it had become such a racial subject in Shelbyville, where the only witness said that... The suspect that they saw, the suspicious person that they saw leaving Maxie's shoe store was a white male. I don't know if it was dark. I don't know. Yeah, but you still don't know that that was the guy that did it. Right. But that was the only witness. So, basically. So, he, he really wasn't a witness. No. I'm just saying. Just saying he wasn't a witness. True. And they're running cameras at that time. Like, you could go anywhere. Mm. Is that when kids could steal from Walmart? I think so. Bubblegum. We didn't even have pagers. No. No internet. No <laughs> cell phones. No iPads. No Apple crap or whatever dapples. Listen to this, kids. If None you're listening. We didn't have None this stuff. That. We had to like, you know, if we didn't want nobody to get a hold of us, we took the phone off the hook. Literally. Yeah. Off the hook. Couldn't call. You just get a busy tone. You don't get the reject button. If we wanted local news... We had a phone number to call. It was called Dala News. No way. I swear. You don't remember that? No. Yeah, we used to do it all the time. Dala News? Dala News. We would call Dala News when we took the phone off the hook so that the phone wouldn't make that <sighs> noise. You know what I'm talking about. No way. Mm-hmm. Are we showing our age right now? I've never even heard of that. I mean, I'm not that much older than you. I, no, you're not. Maybe I just wasn't that educated. I was. You went to the North Side School. <laughs> in the ghetto. Okay, I didn't live very much better than that, but I went to right. Gosh, it makes me feel so old, babe. Mm. I'm like an old person. So basically, with Vanessa Walford, this is still an open case. It has been listed as one of the cold cases with the Kentucky State Police. 
you can actually call post 12 and the investigator is Lieutenant Todd Harwood. And if you have any information, you can call 1-800-222-5555. Now, this is the thing that gets me. You can only call that number if you're in the state of Kentucky. How does that make sense? I don't know. What if somebody really saw this happen? Yeah, and, and they're out of the state of Kentucky. They left. They were scared. They didn't want to say anything. How are they supposed to call? I would like an answer to that. Let's see if we can get an answer to that. I have a phone number. I'll call it. Like, for real? For real? What for are you going to tell them? That you know something? I, no, I'm going to call them and be like, why, why can't people from other states call and give you information? How does that make any logical sense whatsoever? I mean, I'm some dumb, but not plum dumb. Come on. I, I get it. Now, I do have a phone number that you can call from out of state. It looks like it's a cell phone. So, it would be 502-227-2221. So, there is a number that you can call from out of state. There is. But it's not like a toll-free number. You have to... I'm sure uh, everybody okay. has well, free state-to-state state now. <laughs> I'm not going to call any number and ask why then, because I didn't know that. Okay. Or you can email, if you have email. If your phone, you still have a pickup handle phone. Old school, can't call out of state. Todd.harwood at ky.gov. So if you have any information about Vanessa Wofford... Say you were a witness and you actually saw who it was and you want to come out and be like, hey, I know that it was William Ray Stark of Louisville or Blow Joe down the road. Joe Blow. Joe Blow. <laughs> Blow Joe. <laughs> Hilarious. So, anyway. Now, the family for Vanessa Wofford, they actually have a scholarship fund. Um, that her her mom is actually over. Her sister died a year after her. I, I was unaware of that. Yes, her sister died a year after her. And her father actually died two years after. So it's a little sad to think that they've gone all this time. Not, you know, those two years not knowing who killed their daughter. What about her mom? Her mom, from what I could see, her mom is still alive. Um, the last that I saw for the scholarship fund was in 2018. So I'm not for sure if they still have it going on. How do they, how, so you don't have information on how they can access that? Or it, it did not. It did not have any information on how to access it. Um, I did just find their tax number, but the last thing that I saw was from... 2018 so I have not seen anything for this year so I don't know if there's any new information um, but if anyone does have information this would be a really great case to solve you know a really great thing to close on for this family for Shelbyville that's that's a big deal absolutely so what do you think babe I don't know it's just it's just crazy like, I'm glad that guy's still in jail. Yes. and know, Because I, it does sound like that he did it. But, I mean, who, what puts him there, though? Did, 
Did any evidence put him there? The 19 assaults and robberies, they did end up finding his fingerprints. At Max, Maxie's? Not at Maxie's. He has not been convicted with well, that. Well, that's what I'm saying. Did, did they find any evidence or any corroborative evidence that, that he was there? Or but he did show at that time? Did not show anything other than his girlfriend supposedly lived behind the store. So there's not been any evidence or anything that he was involved. Yeah. Now, I did read an article in the Leo magazine. I don't really know how that is, but basically they believe he should be out. Who's they? William Ray Stark, the who, Leo who believes, magazine. The magazine believes. Whoever, whoever wrote that article. Whoever wrote the article. I don't have the name of who it was, um, but it was in the Leo magazine that they believe that the state of Kentucky has spent too much money on him being there. And that he's reformed, and he's a good guy, and he's a model citizen, and he should be out. And so he's been in since July, middle of July, 1989? 1990. 1990. He's been in since 1990. Okay. And they believe that he should be released because he's, he's a model citizen, and he does good, and he made mistakes. How old was he again? Mm. After high school, so 17, 18. That young when he did all those robberies? Yeah. I mean, I don't think he It's hard that. for me to come to the conclusion to let him out. I guess that we would have to do some research on how he is now. The pictures still... that I have of Melinda that was hit over the head that goes to every parole hearing, there's no way. He brutally assaulted this woman because someone stole from him and he wanted revenge. These people didn't deserve what he did to them. I understand that. I just, I don't know. I'm not saying I, I would let him out. I would have to spend some time with this guy. But I believe that if, you know, if you're, I mean, how many stupid mistakes did we make when we were young? Maybe not on that level, but just stupid stuff that we did, you know what I'm saying? Or could have potentially been involved in simply because of people that we hung around with. I mean, think about that. We, I, I mean, I, I guess I can't speak for you, but there's some people in my past that, you know, aren't the greatest people, you know? And what if I was with them or, or something happened and basically, I just made this mistake, you know, and then 20 years down the road, I've, I've spent my time in prison, you know, and I truly have become a different person. I don't know. You know? I'm not, I'm, I'm not a fan. I've never I been in know. that position. Think of the family. Think of, I get it. I totally, like, it's terrible. I can't imagine, you know? I, I can't imagine. It's just, I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I'm trying to, like, I, we talked about this at the dinner table earlier today about not being a forgiving people. Right. You know? And, I mean, if you look at it from a biblical standpoint, which we won't really go That's okay. a whole I'm lot into that, that, but, I mean, for real, like, we don't, the world we don't there's Jesus. no forgiveness. There's, there's no forgiveness, only hate. I think you can forgive just like the guy that we were talking about 
this woman killed this police officer. No, a police officer killed. Everybody knows about this. Okay, I don't. I'm sorry. The the police officer in Texas that mistook her apartment for somebody else's apartment. Somebody was in there. She thought that he was breaking and entering and robbing, so she shot him. And that guy's brother got up in court and said, I forgive you. And even asked the judge to give her a hug. She had, she had accidentally, I'm going to say, I mean, I don't know. She, she killed his brother and he forgave her and then hugged her for a long period of time. And they both cried together. I like that type of peace. I, like I want to obtain that. I don't know that I ever will. But I mean, think about that. Think about what it took for that guy to say, I forgive you. Yeah. I don't want you to go to jail. That's exactly what he said. I don't want you to go to prison. Sad. How about that? I don't, I don't, I guess I've never been in that position. I believe that I am a very forgiving person. I think I can forgive you and I can move on and let things go. Uh, to an extent, I think I get to a point that I will forgive you so much, but there's a point where I have to distance myself. I, I, I agree with that. I've never dealt and with I mean, a murder. I just, I can't imagine, like, I wish I could feel that peace that that guy feels in his heart. You, do you understand what I'm saying? So you're going to church with me on Sunday. What do I got? What? <laughs> I got to do something Sunday. We have the birthday party. Yeah, that's exactly right. Birthday party on Sunday. But we can do that after after church. Okay, I might go to church with you. You're so great. I love you. I love you. <laughs> that was so uh, delayed. You should, you should. I was thinking about my response. Damn it. Oh, <laughs> sorry. That's. Hilarious. I knew I could like I'm pin like, it on I'm you somehow. Like church, maybe. Whenever you want, babe. I am gonna go though, so we can have that. Forgiveness and goodness, yes, and I mean, but you don't have to go to church to have that forgiveness. I, I'm just gonna say that we're not going. That's a whole other podcast. Yeah, we don't need to go there. Yeah, we're yeah. talking about this. Just, and just go to subscribe. Yeah, go like to, us go on, subscribe. like us on iTunes, Spotify, anywhere that you can find podcasts. Go and subscribe and leave us amazing. Five star rating. Say that you love us. Or tell us we suck. No, we don't want. <laughs> I mean, people can be honest. No, we because please don't tell us we don't suck. Lie. Let us get our ratings up there and get people to like us because we can get sponsors. Okay, so lie in the beginning, and then once we get our ratings up and stuff, then you can just say whatever you want. Just if message us if it's really bad. We have a Facebook oh, unfiltered yeah. with Tricky Rich and Holly Benali. Um, you can go to our Patreon and feel free to donate if you feel so inclined. Does everybody yeah. know what Patreon is? Patreon basically um, is a website that you can sponsor us and give us some money to help keep doing what we're doing and make these podcasts and hopefully bring some justice for these families. Justice for the families. So that is the focus. Yeah. So, yeah, go like us on Facebook. We're going to create an Instagram, and we will put these pictures on there. Who's the next one we're doing, babe? The next one that we're actually going to talk about will probably be a um, shorter one because there's actually not a lot of information. 
but someone brought this to my attention is Mark Roach. Mark Roach. Out of Owen, um, County. Owen County. And it's kind of weird. I've actually reached out to some people and have not had any responses. So I'm curious to see where this one goes. But we don't have a whole lot of information. So if anyone does have information that's listening to this and you would like to say something about um, Mark Roach, please message us. Again, unfiltered with Tricky Rich and Holly Benali on Facebook. And we'll have our Instagram. So, Tricky Rich and Holly Benali. Woo! Thanks, guys, for listening. We will have so much more to come. And if you guys have anything you'd like for us to talk about or any case or just anything at all, we can talk about Rich's roommate. <laughs> I don't know about that yet. Not, well, okay. Not yet. So... We've got lots of fun stuff planned, and again, please go subscribe, like us, leave some great comments. If it's bad, send us a message. Thanks, guys. We'll talk to you later. Bye.